0: Hello nerds and welcome to the first episode of 2023. Hopefully it will get better instead of worse. But since the second season of and Bone will be out soon, it'll be fine. I think. I hope. Anyway. Books. I'm gonna start with Cemetery Boys, a book I've wanted to talk about for a while, but I just always forgot about it. And then I thought that I already did talk about it, but I apparently didn't. Anyway, Yadriel, our main character, is determined to prove himself and his family that he is a real brujo. I'm sorry for the mispronunciation, I'm trying my best. With the help of his best friend, he performs the ritual his family denied him, in front of Lady Death, which also unlocks his magical powers as a brujo. Yadriel later discovers th- that his cousin has quite suddenly died and yet his spirit is nowhere to be found. Yadriel immediately is set on finding out what has happened and if he finds his cousin's spirit, relates it to the afterlife. That is the way to prove that he's a true brujo and a boy, for Yadriel is trans, but unfortunately not everyone is supportive and some still see him as a girl. Problems start piling up after he accidentally summons the wrong ghost. That happens to the best of us. A boy, Julian. And that boy is from Yadriel's school and he's not ready to move on. So now both of them, with Yadriel's best friend, try and find out what has happened. And thus they are thrown into a mystery that they need to solve. And they should do so quickly. It was so much fun to read. I loved the characters and the friendship between the two best friends of course. And also the way the feelings started to blossom between the ghost and the not ghost. It was really fun. But of course it's gonna be painful, I mean, especially the end, considering Julian is a ghost who wants to move on. Anyway. It was impossible to put the book down, so I can only recommend it and yeah. I also read The Sunbearer Trials recently by the author, also fantastic and that's the book I'm gonna talk about next. Every decade the sun's power has to be replenished in order for Sol to keep traveling across the sky and to keep the evil obsidian gods at bay. Every decade, 10 semidioses between the ages of 13 to 18 are chosen to compete in the Sunbear Trials. The winner of those five trials carries light to all the temples of del Sol. The loser gets the honor to be sacrificed, the body used to fuel the Sunstones to protect the people for the next 10 years. And the winner is the one who has to kill them. Tio, the 17 year old grandson of Kratzol, goddess of birds, has never even worried about being selected for the trials. As a jade, it was very, very unlikely for him to be chosen. However, he is worried about his best friend, Nia, a gold, the daughter of Tierra, the god of earth. She is one of the strongest heroes in their generation, and due to that, very likely to be chosen for the Trials. But then, despite the unlikeliness, Tio gets chosen, of course he does, together with another Jade, Xio, the 13-year-old son of bad luck. Nothing like this has ever happened. Together with Xio and Nia, who also gets chosen, they quickly form an alliance in order to, if not win, at least survive the Trials. Besides those three, there's also Aurelio, a very powerful gold demigod who can manipulate fire. Him and Tio used to be friends, but now they have grown to enemies. Despite that, Tio is still worried because one of those ten contestants will die in the end. While there are some characters who act like jerks, none of them deserve to die. Throughout the trials, more or less all of them grow closer making it it only harder for the winner to sacrifice the loser in the end. You know, I did not know it was a duology. I did not expect that there would be a second book at some point. I didn't expect the ending. That cliffhanger that completely threw me off. Things started happening and there were only fifteen pages left and I thought to myself, How is the author gonna tie all this up? What the heck is happening? And then after the last sentences, I read the words to be continued. Why 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 not continue now immediately? <laughs> I can't take this. The ending A plot twist I mean I, I knew something was going to happen, something unexpected, but that? A whole sequel? <laughs> not expected, but definitely not disappointed. I need it now. This book was so good, and the ending. It ended me. I need it now. I'm still not over it. Read it, please. It's one of the best books I've read in 2022. And the cover... (laughs) GORGEOUS! The writing style swept me off my feet and kept me reading until the end. I actually did like it a little better than the Cemetery Boys, but both of them were awesome. Sun Bear Trials stole my heart though, and my soul, and left me emotionally drained, not being able to function. All I can say is... Read it. Anyway... The next book I'll talk about is The Library of the Unwritten. Claire was named Head Librarian of the Unwritten Wing in Hell, where all unfinished stories appear. Her job is it to organize the books and to keep an eye on them, especially the restless stories. For every now and then, a character from one of those stories tries and succeeds to escape under the watchful eyes of Claire, determined to find their author and convince them to finish their story. That description already made me buy it. A library in hell? Sign me up, I'd sell my soul to work there. It sounds amazing. Anyway, after a hero escapes, one of the worst, Claire had to track him down. Together she, her current assistant and former muse, Brevity, and two others go on this mission to pre- prevent the hero from reaching and talking to the author. However, there's also another problem. They get attacked by an angel who is convinced that they have the devil's bible in their hands. A weapon in the powerful struggle between heaven and hell. Now they not only have to find the hero, but also the book that could change the boundaries between heaven, hell and earth. Besides that, the already spooky and absolutely gorgeous cover I love the dynamic between the characters. I enjoyed finding out more and more about them. And that's one of the things that kept me interested throughout the story. That and the writing that I adored. Very good 10 out of 10. There are by now already three books in the series, but I don't think I'm gonna read any of those. I already tried to read the second one, however I couldn't get into it. For some reason the friendship between the two characters felt kind of broken and it was not enjoyable to me, maybe I'll read it again at some point. I probably won't cause I'm lazy and there are way too many other books that I want to read. We'll see. Now, lastly, Ninth House. Pain. I died. The second book is finally about to be released and I hope to get it before I upload this episode. Just so that I can talk about it a little bit. To be honest, I don't like the cover of the second book, but it's Badugo. It's fine. I need all of her books. There's no way around that. Her books are too good. Anyway, Ninth House. I actually had to reread it. It came out in 2019 and I completely forgot about everything. <laughs> I'm glad that I did that though. It's so good and I completely forgot how much I loved it. Of course, it's by Dugo and she's an absolutely amazing writer. Anyway, what's Ninth Health about? Well, Alex is a high school dropout. She got mixed up with the wrong people, became kind of a low-key drug dealer and then she became the only survivor of a horrible homicide. What happened? Well, that's what we find out throughout the book with the help of flashbacks. After that particular incident, she wakes up in a hospital bed. There she is offered a chance to go to Yale with a full scholarship. The reason she gets this chance is that Alex can't see ghosts, or Grace as they are called in the book. Some people who overlooked some secret magical societies have been watching her for a while and now they want her as a deputy of the Leith House. There she meets Daniel Arlington, mostly called Darlington. He is to become the mentor of Alex and shows her some magic. He's a bit of a snob, but it's fine, he's great. Then there's Pamela Dawes, incredibly awkward, doesn't know how to connect to humans and she's a researcher. She loves taking care of people and at first her and Alex don't really interact with each other. The book starts out with Alex attending a prognostication. She has to make sure no grace disrupts the ritual that is about to unfold. The ritual being, some people cut a consensual person open not to kill him. The victim's sacrifices or whatever survive. They cut the person open to predict the future. Sounds fun. It probably is not real fun for the... Sacrifice? Victim? Or whatever? Patient? I don't know, honestly, I'd do it if I got paid enough. Well, a while after this prognostication, a dead body is found. Could it maybe be connected to this prognostication? Maybe. Alex wants to find out more about it, since something seems to be weird with this case. Together with Pamela, they uncover more and more sinister secrets that could change everything. Spooky. Throughout the book, we find out a lot more about the school and those secret magical societies. SMS for short, I guess. We also find out more about Alex, what happened in the night during the homicide, and how she grew up. It's fantastic, and I can't wait to read the sequel. The sequel that is already out but of course it hasn't arrived for me yet. I hope it did arrive at this point once I'm uploading this episode, if not I'm just gonna cry. (laughs) Anyway, and that's it with this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, I sure did. Anyway, I don't know how to finish episodes, it's terrible. Eh, Anyway bye, have a nice day.